You have been listening to sermon audio from Day 3 Church. We invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For more information, visit day3church.com. Good morning. We just spent a month talking about the reality of hell, and what we're going to do this month is talk about a guy that uh, hell was made for. Uh, God did not create hell for you. He will let people go there if they reject Jesus, but God created hell for the devil and his angels or demons or emissaries, whatever you want to call them. And we're going to focus on the fact that he lies to us. There are a lot of lies that the devil throws out there. And we can't focus on all of them. But we're going to focus on about five of them this month. See, Satan is called by a lot of different names. He's called by Satan. He's called devil. He's called dragon. Uh, in, in the Bible, the dragon. He's, he's called a uh, deceiver. Uh, in the Bible, he's called Beelzebub. In the Bible, a lot of titles that he's given. But he's also called the father of lies. And by that, that means if, if Satan is the one that's trying to communicate something to you, you can know up front is false. That it is a lie. The difficulty we run into is that many times he will speak in half-truths. But do you realize a half-truth is still a lie? Some people speak in half-truths trying to think, well, as long as I'm kindly hidden at the truth, then I'm not really outright lying. But if you are dealing in half-truths, you're still telling a lie. And Satan will come up with all kinds of things he wants to whisper into our ears or shout into our hearts that are false, and yet many times they sound like they're true. They can even sound like Bible sometimes. I mean, look at your Bible sometimes. A lot of times when Satan shows up on the scene, he is kind of partially quoting Bible. But he doesn't quote it exactly like it's supposed to be or apply it in the real way. And a problem we run into in discerning that is that the Bible tells us that Satan a lot of times will show up as an angel of light. You see, we've bought into this thing that we think when Satan shows up, he's got uh, a red suit on, a pointed tail, horns sticking out of his head. We've bought into the Hollywood uh, version of Satan that looks like, you know, some big monster when many times he's going to appear like an angel of light because that way he can deceive you and get you to do something that kind of sounds like it might be right and yet it's not right. And that's why we're going to focus upon some lies that he wants to try and communicate to us. The lie that we're talking about today is is this. God will never put more on you than you can handle. Now, that almost sounds beautiful, guys. To be honest with you, it almost sounds like something that ought to be on a calendar, a quote on a calendar, and a picture in the background shows a nice stream running by with butterflies and flowers and, and you know, maybe a deer or something, a really tranquil scene. And all. it kind of sounds like something you might see on a calendar. It might even be something that someone might have written in the front of their Bible. It kind of sounds like some kind of really nice statement that you'd like to remember. So maybe you would think that's something that somebody's written in the front of a Bible. Or maybe that saying would warn us putting signs by the door, so as you leave every Sunday and go out to face the junk of this world, you'd have this nice, common thought planted into your mind that God will never, ever put on you more than you can handle. You ever heard that one before? See, the problem is that it's not true. And yet many times when someone's going through tough circumstances, people will come up and say, now, 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 you need to remember the Bible says God will never put on you more than you can handle. Problem is, it's not true. Nowhere does the Bible say that. 
Now, by the time I say that, if you really believe this is true because you've been telling other people that, or, you know, if someone has told you that, or you've even heard a preacher say it, and you just assumed it was true because a preacher said it, you might be thinking, I believe it's there. I'm going to find it. It's somewhere in the Bible. It's not. Does it tell us that? I think what happens is people misquote a passage of Scripture that's found in 1 Corinthians. Look, Look at this verse. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. I'm convinced maybe that verse of Scripture is where people get this thought, God will never put on you more than you can handle. But you see, that's not what this passage of Scripture teaches. This verse of Scripture is talking about temptation. It is not talking about situations. He's telling us that He won't let us be tempted beyond what we're able to stand. In other words, guys, we can't say the devil made me do it and I couldn't help it. We, we don't have room to say, well, I was under temptation and it was just so great a temptation, I could not help it. The Bible clearly says if you're a child of God, you can help it if you will look for the door of escape that He wants to give you. But nowhere is this talking about situations. Nowhere does God say, I will never ever let your circumstances be so tough or so difficult that you won't be able to stand it. God doesn't say here, I will not put on you more than you can handle. He's telling you He won't let you be tempted beyond what you are able to stand. Someone else after the first service uh, mentioned to me on where the Bible uh, says that uh, you know God tells us He will never ever leave us and forsake us. You know we get thoughts like that, and that's true. He never will. But listen, God never ever puts so much confidence in us that He tells us, "I will never put on you more than you can handle," because He does put on us more than He can handle. Intentionally, He allows us to experience more than we can handle many times for this reason. So we, will quit stink, so we will quit trusting in our own stinking ability and we'll trust in Him. So we will quit relying upon ourselves. God allows us to experience overwhelming circumstances sometimes in our lives so we will understand that God is never overwhelmed with our circumstances. He can handle them. God will allow us to experience situations sometimes that seem almost to crush us So we can be reminded that He's uncrushable. God will let us face a lot of difficult circumstances in our lives so we will understand that we need to rely upon Him. He never ever tells us, Hey, 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 I will never ever put on you more than you can handle. Matter of fact, to prove that, the St. Paul that wrote this wrote something else that you need to check out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He said there, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sinness of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Nowhere does He tell us, I will never ever put on you more than you can handle. That is a lie that we need to quit telling people. And the reason I'm saying it's a lie of the devil is this. If we tell people that, and then all of a sudden they're hit with more than they can handle, then they'll get bitter at God. And they'll say, but, 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 but I thought God said He wouldn't put on me more than I can handle. So, so God must be making a mistake, must be something wrong with God. Or they'll look at themselves like this. They'll view themselves as so flawed that somehow the Bible just doesn't even apply to them or help them at all. And you see, if Satan can get us to believe lies, they make us get mad at God when they don't come true. And it's not going to come true because it was a lie to start with. That's the business that he's in. 
He wants to do anything he can to put a wedge between you and God. And that's why I think he allows lies like this to be propagated. And we need to quit telling people that. What we're going to look at today to start with are, are some reasons why this statement is a lie. And then we're going to look at some reasons why we can have hope even when God puts more on us than we can handle. Because it will happen. So to start with this morning, if you're following along in the guide inside your sermon notes, uh, our first thing that we're talking about this morning is this. We're going to look at some reasons why this statement that we're talking about today, God will never put on you more than you can handle, we're going to look at some reasons why it is a lie. I'm going to read verse 8 in the first part of verse 9 again. We just looked at it a moment ago, but check it out again. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships... We suffered in the province of Asia. Paul is out serving Jesus. He's out planting churches. He's out training people. And he said, I went through hardships and suffered some things. He said, we were under great pressure beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. To start with this morning, to help us grab hold of a reason why this statement, God will never put on you more than you can handle is a lie, we're going to look at a real-life report that Paul gives us. And it's almost like Paul is writing a report from the mission field. He's writing to these believers at Corinth, and he's telling them, I want you to understand some of the junk that I have been dealing with. Now, once again, it's Paul. So factor this into what we're saying. Because, you see, if this is true, the statement we're talking about, if it were to be true, God will never put on you more than you can handle, then I would think surely God would apply that toward the cream of the crop, Paul, that's out there planting churches, training preachers, you know, doing missionary work, all that he can do. He's out there risking his life and everything else trying to serve God. So if this lie that we're talking about today were true, surely it would ring true in Paul's experience. And Paul tells us exactly the opposite. Paul's letting us know that he went through some problems. He's given us a real-life report of what it was like as he was there in Asia Minor serving God. I mean, if this were to be true, Paul would probably have loved it to be true because of all the junk that he went through. He would have loved it to be true that God would never put on you more than you can handle. And yet the Apostle Paul, his experience rings exactly the opposite. The same one that wrote what we looked at in 1 Corinthians a moment ago about God not allowing us to be tempted beyond what we're able to stand. If that really meant God won't put on you more than you can handle, then what Paul is writing here is a contradiction of what he said back in 1 Corinthians. But you see, he didn't say that. All he said was, I won't let you to be tempted beyond what you're able to stand. He never said, I will never ever put anything on you that you're not able to bear up under. That's not what he said. Paul's writing here and he's giving a report. And it sounds like to me the way Paul puts this, he, he's wanting to be absolutely sure it doesn't even have a chance of appearing that Paul is saying, I'm the Apostle Paul and I can handle it. Because he says, as he starts writing there in verse 8, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers. Paul's saying, I'm not even going to pretend that I can handle it. I want you to understand all the junk that I've been facing and dealing with. I don't want there to be a chance that you have the perception, because I'm out serving Jesus as the Apostle Paul, I can handle everything. In fact, he's going to tell us exactly the opposite. Because this report that he gives us, from the mission field, talks about hardships to start with. He said, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. Word for hardships is a word that we saw several weeks ago in a message. It, it talks about having pressure on your life, being afflicted, uh, facing persecution, being burdened, tribulation, trouble in your life. It comes from a root word in the Greek that means to crowd it was used to refer to the trabellum sled, which was a sled that was used in that day and time to be dragged back and forth, a heavy sled that would be dragged back and forth over the grain so it would separate the usable part of the grain from the unusable part of the grain. And they would take that heavy sled and pull it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to separate it out. 
Paul's saying, I feel like that grain. He's saying, I feel like there is a sled being dragged back and forth over my body, pushing me down into a rut. Now, guys, if God really meant, I will never put on you more than you can ever handle, Paul sure would have liked for somebody to tell him. Because here he said his experience was that he was going through hardships. He was suffering. He was going through problems and difficulties in his life. Now, we're not told exactly what the hardships are, but to help you understand what Paul went through, I'm going to give you a big picture of hardships that Paul faced. Look what he said later in this book. I have worked much harder. This is Paul's personal testimony. That part sounds pretty good. (laughs) Then he says, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches because the people there that are weak, I experience that. The people there that are sinned, he said, I experience that. I worry over them. He says, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Paul said, I'm not going to brag about how strong I am. I'm brag about how weak I am and all that I've been through. He goes on and he says, God, the Father of the Lord Jesus, to be praised forever, knows that I'm not lying. And then he even tells about Damascus. They sent after him to be arrested. He was let out of window in a basket down to where he could escape. Now, after all that, I'm worn out. I need to sit down and take a breath. And all I did was read it. Paul lived it. Look at his experience. Guys, God did not tell us, and he did not tell Paul to tell us, I will never put on you more than you can handle. Because Paul, by his own testimony, had more than he can handle. He dealt with more than he could really deal with in his life. He went through a ton of hardships. It's a lie to say, God will never put on you more than you can handle. Ask Paul. Ask Job. (laughs) Ask a lot of Bible characters when you see their real life experience. He not only went through hardships, he faced great pressure, the Bible tells us. So we were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure. The word great is a Greek word that we get the concept of hyperbole from. That uh, The word is hyperbole, but we get our concept of hyperbole, which means, you know, like going way beyond. And that's what the word meant in the Greek. He said, I had pressure that was way beyond others. It was way beyond what you might expect to experience. I had that kind of pressure. I was weighed down. I was burdened. I had this heavy press upon me. So much so that it was beyond my own ability. Paul saying, I could not deal with it in myself. I didn't have the ability to deal with it. That phrase, ability to endure, some translations say strength, above strength. It's the Greek word dunamis. We get our word dynamite or dynamo from it in the English. And Paul is saying, I did not have the force to deal with this. I didn't have the power within myself to deal with this. I didn't have the ability to deal with all the pressure and all the hardship that I was going through. You ever heard the song, Under Pressure? Paul could have been a poster boy for the song, Under Pressure. He knew what it was like to face pressure and hardships. And it's a lie for us to tell people when they're going through trouble, oh, don't worry, you can handle it. God will never put on you more than you can handle. 
You can deal with it. Because the truth is, guys, we can't in our own humanity, in our own abilities. Paul said he couldn't, and I'm banking if Paul couldn't, you can't and I can't. Deal with it in our own self. He went on and said he despaired even of life. You ever been there, things so tough, so difficult, the circumstances so bad in your life, you just as soon check out instead of check in? You just as soon give up? There may be someone here today that feels like that. You may have arrived today and you think, I understand what Paul's saying because I've been going through a lot of hardship and I've got a lot of pressure in my life and I'm despairing of life. I would just as soon go ahead and die and get of all the issues that I'm facing instead of having to live here and put up with it. Paul said he was literally despaired of life. The word literally means to be utterly at a loss, to be despondent. The root word he's built from in the Greek means to not even understand how to have a way out of it. Paul is so overwhelmed by circumstances, he said, I don't even know what to do, so I'm just completely despaired with my life. God never said, now, 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 don't worry. You can deal with it. You can take this. You can handle it. I will never put on you more than you can handle. See, the focus is wrong. God never said that He will not put on us more than we can handle. Let's finish Paul's report from the real-life situation of him being on the mission field serving Jesus. He even said, I feel like I've got a sentence of death on me. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. The word sentence literally means a judicial decision, a judging. Uh, we don't know for sure if Paul is saying they brought me before a judge and they threatened to kill me if I didn't shut up about Jesus. Maybe he's alluding to that. Or it could just be that Paul, because of all the circumstances he's facing in life, because of the hardship and the pressure and the despair that he had in his life, that he just feels like in his heart that he's on death row. But all I want you to get from this, guys, is this picture. God never ever said He won't put on us more than we can handle because the testimony of the Apostle Paul is this. He did put on me more than I can handle. That's his real life report. And if you've been alive very long in this world, you understand that is real life. We do face things that we can't handle ourselves. And the truth is, God lets it happen a lot of times for a reason. God wants us to understand that we have a reliable resource in Him. Paul gives us a real-life report, and then he points to the fact that we have a reliable resource because in the second part of verse 9, here's what Paul says. But this happened. What's he talking about? The hardships happen. The pressure The great pressure happened. The despair happened. Feeling like he had a sentence of death on his life happened for this reason. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. See, God never tells us, I'll never put on you more than you can handle. What God does is put on us more than we can handle so we understand we can't handle it and we need to rely upon Him. We have to trust in His strength and in His ability. Look at some of the words that's used here. That we might, that means in order that, that's why all that stuff happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, not be convinced or have confidence in our own abilities, not be pacified in what we think we can do, not to rely upon ourselves. But the word but literally means other things. Instead of relying upon yourself, there's something else that you need to do. You need to trust in the supreme divinity. You need to trust in God. And guys, here's the picture. If I need something to lean upon and rely upon in my life when it is more than I can handle, I want it to be something or someone that will not let me down and that is God you see we'll try and rely on each other and that's fine we ought to love each other help each other and everything else but you need to understand that as you lean upon other people sometimes other people will let you down but God will never ever let you down 
You lean upon me, I'm human. I will let you down. If I lean upon you, you're human. You'll let me down sometimes. But God never, ever will let us down. And He's the one that we need to lean upon and rely upon Him for this reason. <laughs> Isn't it neat the way Paul put this? He said, all this stuff happens, so I'll learn not to rely upon myself, but rely upon the God that raises the dead. That's huge, isn't it? See, I think here's what he's saying. If you want to rely upon yourself, you better be able to raise yourself from the dead. How many can buy into that? How many today say, well, I'm going to depend upon myself because when I die, I can raise myself from the dead. Any takers on that? But see, here's the deal with that. If you can't say that you'll raise yourself from the dead and you're not going to trust in yourself in that arena, you need to quit trusting yourself in the other stuff also because you can't do any of it. You need to rely upon Him. If you're going to rely upon somebody, rely upon the God that can raise the dead. And if you can't raise yourself from the dead, quit relying upon yourself and trust in Him. See, the problem we have as Christians many times is this. I believed in Jesus because He died on the cross for my sins. I know one day He's going to take me to heaven out there. I trust Him that when I die, He'll take me to heaven. But then somewhere we short-circuit the now in our life, and God wants us to trust Him in the now also. He wants us to trust Him with the circumstances of life that we're facing now, the hardships now, the pressure now, the despair now. He wants us to trust Him now, not just, well, when I die, I'll go to heaven. He wants us to believe and trust in the God that raises the dead. See, guys, here's the reality of it. The truth is, God will often put on us more than we can handle in order that we will understand we need to quit boasting in our own ability and strength and boast in His. God oftentimes will allow us to experience more than we can handle ourselves to teach us that we need to trust in Him. That's why He does it. Because we might not like this, but we like to be so self-sufficient. We are so prideful as human beings. If God never ever put on us more than we can handle, we would keep on thinking, hey, I've got this. I can handle this. I can deal with it. And the truth of the matter is, we can't. God never ever said, I will never put on you more than you can handle. The truth of the matter is this. God does put it on us, and He can handle it. He can deal with it. And we need to quit telling people, now listen, I know you're going through a tough time. I know it's difficult, but you need to remember the Bible said God will never put on you more than you can handle because God didn't say that. What we need to tell people is this. I understand you're going through a difficult time, and the reality is you can't handle it, but God can, and you need to take it to Him. You need to rely upon Him instead of relying upon yourself. So those are just some reasons why, guys. That's a lie. It's a lie of the devil. Some reasons why it's not true. Look at Paul's experience. Paul says it's not true. Look at the junk he went through. And the reality being the case that many times he will put on us more than we can handle, then I want to close by seeing some reasons why we can have hope when God does that. I want us to look at three reasons we can find in some verses right before the text that we've already read. So if you'll jump up earlier in this chapter, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 3 and 4. I want you to see there that when God does put on you more than you can handle, more than you can deal with, that you can still have hope if you're a Christian. If you have a relationship with Him. Look at these verses. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. I want you to see three things in that passage of Scripture. 
When God puts on you more than you can handle, you can have hope, first of all, because of who God is. Because of who God is. We're told there that He's the God and Father of God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who went to the cross for our sins. It says, praise be to Him. In other words, when you and I are facing junk in our lives, when we have more heaped on us than we can bear, in the midst of that, what you and I need to do is praise God for the fact that Jesus died for us on the cross, the fact that through His shed blood we're forgiven and we'll go to heaven one day instead of sitting around worrying about so much heaped on us and we can stand in the midst of it, we ought to be able to raise our hands and praise Him because of what Jesus did for us. That's who God is. He's the God that loved you so much He sent His Son to die on the cross. He's also this. He is the Father of compassion. Now, the word compassion means this. It means pity or mercy. The Bible tells us that He's the Father of it. In other words, without God... There would not be compassion. God is the source of all compassion. Our society is trying to escape that because there's all kinds of benevolent organizations that get cranked up in this world today trying to help people, but they want to leave God out of the scenario. And the truth of the matter is there would never, ever be any compassion in this world if it were not for God. We don't sit around in our own ability, in, in, in our unique creativity, and think, oh, we're going to come up in, in, with a way to really help people and be beneficial to people. We're going to leave Jesus out of it. We're going to leave God out of it. Because when you do that, you're leaving out the very source of where compassion comes from to start with. He is the Father of all compassion. And when you're going through junk in your life and things are heavier than you can deal with in your life, you need to remind yourself who God is. He's the one that wants you to experience pity and mercy, compassion. He's also, it said, the God of all comfort. So just to be sure you understood what the word all means, I looked it up and guess what it means? means all, any, every, the whole. God is the God of all comfort. In other words, there's not any comfort without Him. God is the one that wants us to experience solace when we're going through difficulties, comfort, consolation, exhortation. The root word is the same root word that's used to call the Holy Spirit the comfort, the one that will come and stand beside us, the one that will guide us, the one that will be our counselor. It's a legal term. It's like you're really in trouble and there's a lawyer there that's going to stand beside you and help you. That's what it's referring to. God will comfort you and help you when you're going through all of your troubles. Now let me qualify that just for a minute. See, sometimes it's our trouble that we're in trouble. It's our fault that we're facing difficulty. See, if you make the wrong choices, don't, don't think when you make the wrong choices that, that instantly because, you know, you've made the wrong choice, God's going to bail you out of it. Don't go rob a bank and think you can get out of it scot-free because God wants you to have comfort. He wants to comfort us in all of our troubles. And the word that's used for troubles there is literally a word that talks about persecution. Look at the next slide. I'm jumping ahead of myself. You can have hope secondly because of what God does. And here's what He does. He comforts us in all of our troubles. Who God is and what God does. He who is the God of all comfort wants to comfort us in all, same word again, in all of our troubles, all of our pressure, all of our heavy weight. The same word we saw earlier that meant that heavy sled being dragged across your life. God wants to help you in all of your troubles. The word literally means tribulation or persecution. God wants to help you as you are serving Jesus, as Paul was, and you experience difficulties in your life. God wants to help you out of those types of troubles. So when God lets you experience 
more than what you can deal with, more than you can handle yourself, you need to remember, first of all, who God is. And you need to remember, secondly, what God does. He wants to comfort you in the midst of it. God didn't tell you, I won't let you have put on you more than you can handle. God is saying, I'm the one that can give you comfort as you're going through what I've put on you. You need to rely upon me. But there's a third thing that ought to give you some hope when God puts on you more than you can handle. And that is this. You can have hope because there is a purpose to your troubles. There's a purpose to your persecution. There's a purpose to the difficulties that you're going through in life. You see, that can give us hope because we can have a higher view of the trouble that we're going through. There can be a higher reason for it, a higher cause. If I'm going through trouble just for trouble's sake and all it's going to do is just kind of drag me down, then I don't see a higher cause in it. But if God is putting on me more than I can handle, so through that He can comfort me and equip me to comfort somebody else, then that ought to encourage me and give me hope in the midst of my difficulty because I understand as God helps me, He's equipping me to help somebody else with their junk, with their issues, with their problems that they're going through. The Bible said this, so that we can comfort. He's a God of all comfort. He comforts us in all troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble, other people in any trouble, with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. When you go through difficulty, God wants to use that difficulty to equip you to help somebody else in that difficulty when they face it. Man, I've seen some of you good at that. I've watched some of you that I know have been through cancer. And when you find out somebody else has been through cancer, I have seen some of you pull up beside that person and encourage them and talk to them about how God helped you. I've seen some of you that have had losses in your life and you've lost loved ones. And when someone else loses a loved one, you can pull up beside them and tell them how God helped get you through it. And guys, we need to understand as we point people and we're trying to comfort people, we are not saying, look at me, I made it through. Look at me, I can help you. What we're doing is saying, I went through junk, and the only way I made it through it is God. So I'm going to point you to the God that helped me through the junk. Because guys, some things we just don't have words for or an answer for. Three-year-old. Ran over this past week at 4.46 in the morning in the streets of Lenore. They got out of its house and was hit by an SUV and died later at Carolina's Medical Center. What do you say to those parents? Cindy had been doing speech therapy with a young boy, Cindy Austin. That's what she does for a living. So there's kind of an avenue for some ministry to take place. And after the funeral, uh, Cindy and Michael had set the upstairs up, and uh, some of our ladies had arranged and got food together. And they came here, and they had food and, and things like that, and hopefully gained a little bit of comfort. But I'm telling you, as I walked around before the family got there, and I'm looking at the pictures of that little boy, I'm kind of thinking, how, how, how do you say, you know? You see, that's why we're dealing with this kind of topic today. Because in situations like that, sometimes somebody would come up and say, Now, now, now. God won't ever put on you, boy, that you can handle. I'm sorry. My son has run over in the middle of the highway and dead. That's more than I can handle. And I could relate, although it never happened to me, it almost happened to us. Because when Jared was about the same age, I was pastoring another church. We're walking home Sunday night after the service. I thought he was right with Becky and the girls and went on to the parsonage. There had been a wind that had came up and blew our uh, mat in front of the door over across the highway. I saw that and went over to get it. When I picked it up and turned around there in the dark, 
There stood Jared by the side of the road and cars coming. And all I could think was he's going to follow his daddy and take one more step. So it could have happened to me. So we need to be careful and not tell people, God will never put on you more than you can handle because He will. What we need to do is tell people when it happens, you need to trust in Him. And here's why you need to trust in Him and rely upon Him. I relied upon Him and He helped me with junk that I went through in my life. We need to point people to God. So when you are facing more than you can handle and deal with in your life, it will help you have some hope in the midst of it. If you understand as a Christian, God is allowing you to experience that. So as He comforts you, you'll be able to point other people to the same comfort you received. So we need to quit telling people, God will never ever put on you more than you can handle. And we need to start telling people and being honest and real with them when they are facing more than they can handle. We need to start telling them, hey, there's a God that can handle it. There's a God that can help you get it through. Whatever it is you're facing, if you will trust in Him. There's a God that you need to rely upon. We need to quit telling people, God will never put on you more than you can handle. And start telling people God can handle whatever it is that you're going through. God can handle whatever the issue, whatever the problem is that you're going through. I want to remind you why I said this is a lie and a lie of the devil. When we tell people stuff like this, and we even think in our mind it's Bible, you want a way to find out if it's Bible. If you hear something, look and see if it's Bible. If it's not Bible, don't tell people. But we need to quit telling people things like that that are false and fluffy and not deal with the reality in their lives. Because when we tell somebody, now, 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 God won't put on you more than you can handle, then when it is more than they can handle, they think God's lied to them. And Satan's won a victory. Because Satan's put a wedge in there that you might even spoke yourself as a Christian trying to think you're encouraging somebody. We need to quit telling people that God will never put on you more than you can handle. The band's going to come and play in just a moment. I don't know everything that you're dealing with in your life. And you don't know everything that I'm dealing with in my life. So for that very reason, I'm fully aware this morning that there might be someone here today that's really, really discouraged and really, really depressed because of what you're facing in life. And you've been wondering what's wrong with you. Can I tell you something? There's nothing wrong with you. You're just human. You need to trust in God that can take care of things. There may be someone here today that came in this place so despairing of life that you would just as soon take your life and check out than keep living. The devil would love to get you to that spot. What you need to do is understand that through Jesus you can have a life worth living. By depending upon God to help you with whatever it is that's weighing you down, you can have hope and have a reason to keep going. You need to understand that whatever you're facing, God might just want to use in your life one day to help somebody else and keep somebody else from committing suicide. Because you stuck with it and you trusted in God and you depended on God to get you through and you can point somebody else to the same God. There may be somebody here today that for the very first time needs to trust in Christ as Savior. 
Just can I tell you something? I'm just being honest with you. I'm not trying to put you down. See, the Bible says all of sin and fall show the glory of God. That includes me, everybody here. And the truth of the matter is, you have a real problem that is more than you can deal with. It's called your sin. And if you don't trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will die lost and spend eternity in a place called hell that we talked about all last month. So what you need to do this morning, if you've never done it, is to realize you can't deal with it and you need to trust in Jesus. And I dare say there's a lot of us this morning, a ton of us, that need to get just transparent when the band starts to play in a moment and come down here and kneel and pray and say, God, it's more than I can handle. Whatever it is you're dealing with, God, it's more than I can handle. That's why I can't deal with it, but I believe you can. And I'm going to put it in your hands this morning and ask you to help me deal with it. See, Paul says something else in 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to read this to you, and we're going to close, and the band's going to play. Paul said to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassing great revelations. Think about that, all that God had revealed to Paul. It'd be real easy to get prideful, wouldn't it? He said, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Now, we're not told what it was. A lot of people believe it was his vision. Some people think Paul had a vision problems. But whatever it was, he asked God to remove it. But here's God's response. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. You see, that's why God never told us, I'll never put on you more than you can handle, because what God wants us to do is admit we're weak, and when we admit we're weak, we depend upon His power. He says, therefore, I will boast the more gladly about my weakness. Paul's not saying, hey, look at me, the Apostle Paul. I made it through all this stuff. He's saying, I'm going to tell you how weak I am. That is why... For Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's when you admit that you can't handle it, that you can expect Him to help you with it. That's why God never said, I'll never put on you more than you can handle God is saying, I put on you more than you can handle, so you'll trust me to help you with it. So you'll come to me. Our lie next week is this. God can't use you. That's a lie the devil would love for you to believe. And some of you will sit there and say, well, I can't do it. I don't have the ability to do it. You know what? That's true. You're weak, but he's strong. And if he calls you to do anything, he'll help you do it. If he calls you to teach children, he'll help you teach children. If he calls you to sing or play an instrument, he'll help you to do it. Even though you've never done it before, you can learn how to do it if he's calling you to do it. If he calls you to lead somebody to Jesus, to work in the parking lot, to do whatever, if he calls you to do it, you can do it. Yes, you don't have the ability. He has the ability. That's the point. And they'll deal with that next week. But this morning, as the band gets ready to come, we're going to pray before they come. This morning, number one, if you need Christ as your Savior, please come this morning. You've got something you cannot deal with called your sin. He dealt with it on the cross. You need to believe in that. And those of us that already know that, and yet we've got junk that we're carrying loaded up on our shoulders, The truth is, you can't, but He can. You can't do it, but He can. And this morning, maybe you just need to come. And, and guys, if you understand, if God's telling you your heart as a Christian, you need to come and leave whatever it is in God's hands and drop it here. Do it as soon as the band starts to play, because God might be wanting to use that in somebody else's life. We need to be willing to be transparent and say we can't do it, because what Christianity does today, we try and walk around all pious and everything, act like we can do it. And the truth of the matter is, none of us can do it. We have to depend upon Him.
And in a real world, people need to see real Christians admitting they can't do it and they're trusting God to help them with it. So whatever it is you need to come and bring to Him, will you come and bring it to Him this morning? We've got one that I know of to be baptized. We're not planning on a baptismal service today. Normally we'll wait until we have you know two or three or so lined up. But uh, uh, Ashley will be coming up here in a minute, and she was saved last week uh, during our 1030 worship service. And she called me this week wanting to be baptized. If they call me wanting to be baptized, I'll fill this up every week. If they call me wanting to be baptized. So in just a moment, she's going to come up. But here's the thing about that. And you've heard me say it before if you've been around here much. We've got extra towels out here. It's warm outside. We've had people to do this when it's freezing cold. But if you have never, ever followed Christ and believer's baptism, you've believed in Jesus, but you've never been obedient, been baptized, you can fix that right now. I mean, that's an expectation he has on you. You trust in Jesus, he wants you to be baptized. He tells us to be, and if you're trying to push it off, you're being disobedient. So if he tells you to be baptized this morning, you can come up here and see Daryl as a band plays. And we'll get you as dry as we can, send you home damp, but send you home obedient. Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you that... uh, Lord, when we do have more on us than we can handle, that we can still have hope because of who you are, because you're the one that loved us so much, you sent your Son to die on the cross for our sins. You're you're the Father of compassion. You have pity and mercy for us. You're the God of all comfort. You want us to experience comfort. And God, we can have hope when we go through difficulties that you want to use our situations and the way you comfort us to equip us to help other people. So, Father, we thank you for that. Lord, right now we pray especially if there's someone here that has never trusted in Jesus as Savior, we pray right now that you would deal with their heart, help them to understand you love them so much, you put your Son on a cross for them. And He paid full payment for their sins. And that through Him, by believing in Him, right now, this morning, they can have everlasting life. And then, Father, help believers to be honest. If we've got junk we're carrying and we've been trying to deal with it, God, help us right now just to be transparent and honest as believers. And as the band starts to to play, God, as soon as we finish this prayer, help believers just to be honest and come and, and drop whatever it is into your hands and admit they can't deal with it, but you can. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll be here at the front, so will Daryl. Uh, I've asked Adam. Adam's back from camp, and we're glad for that. He'll be leaving us before long to go to seminary uh, out in Portland. Uh, I'm, the reason I'm having him up here, sometimes some of you younger people might relate to somebody his age and mine and Daryl's age. We're old and everything. So he's going to be up here too. And if you feel more comfortable coming to Adam, he's up here at the front, and he'd love to pray with you and help you too. If you need Christ as your Savior, come. But guys, those of us that are believers, let's be honest today because people need to see that type of honesty. Whatever it is you're trying to carry, you can't come give it to Him. As the band plays. You are listening to Sermon Audio from Dathan Church. If you have any questions about God, faith, or our church, email us at info at And for more information, find us on the web at dayfreechurch.com.